Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jillian Jacoby is presented by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate. Here's Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it Boss that up? we do? And get the people what they want. Jalen Rose, it's the 2-0 Bills taking on the 2-0 Dolphins in Miami. I'm so excited for this game. Bills Mafia is in the building in full force. The Griselda Trio and Westside, Benny, Conway. And we all know that the Bills lost this game, but here is why the Bills lost this game. Right at the end of the half, Josh Allen can't get the spike, tries to throw a pick six, ends up running out of bounds. It was Diggs. They, then this pass. Look at this. Josh Allen, what, five yards short of the game-winning touchdown. A wide-open receiver. Five yards short. And we all know what happened from there. Mr. Rose. I still believe the Bills are the best team in the NFL. They shot themselves in the foot over and over, but the Dolphins look good, didn't they? The Dolphins look really good, and I want to make sure I definitely celebrate the Dolphins, in particular, in particular Tua Tungavailoa, because he and Jalen Hurt were both quarterbacking teams coming into this season that people felt that they were the question mark. And coincidentally, they played together in college, Tua replaces Hurts in the national championships and throws a deep bomb to Devontae Smith, who Jalen Hurts gets to throw two touchdowns to yesterday. I can't make this stuff up. And so now all of a sudden, Waddle, who caught, for, caught four balls, 102 yards, being a, doing a terrific job of being a game changer, taking pressure off of the Cheetah. And all mm-hmm. of us fantasy owners of the Cheetah, we like, blow up, Cheetah, blow up, Cheetah. To a like Waddle, Waddle, who's ever open. And also I appreciate it was against Buffalo because like Denny Green, so many of us and you, because you're Bill's Mafia, you should act and overreact. And it's great to see the footage of Jim Kelly. And it's great to see my guy, Bruce Smith, hyping up the crowd and my Griselda family, Armani Caesar, sweeted up at the game. They got crowned a little bit too early, huh? Mm. They got crowned a little bit too early, huh? Now, they have so many injuries on their defense, in particular in the secondary. We want to make sure I acknowledge that. But the one thing that I want to say about Buffalo that's an issue for me, Jacoby, still can't consistently run the ball outside of Josh Allen. Now, Mm -hmm. just like in boxing, I'm not going to say that the hits that he took, because he was under pressure all day, all day. Had an effect on him not being able to spike the ball and doing a handball, handball, have you heard? And then throwing it out to Stephon Diggs. A, that should have been a pick six. Should've and B, it's great that he caught that ball. Jeez, he's great at his job. 
But the other thing I want to say is when you're on the goal line and you don't make that throw, to me, that's a residue of getting hit and getting pressured. Such a weird missed throw. Such a Absolutely. from him. I'm used to just watching him with pinpoint lasers deep down the field. That is such an easy throw to make for Josh Allen. It was it was shocking to, to see him miss that throw. And also at the end of the game, they have opportunities. The clock runs out of them at the end of the first half. Clock runs out at the end of the second half. And Jalen, how did Kent Dorsey react? To the clock he was not happy. The second he, he, act, he acted like a, 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 a an elementary school student that couldn't go for recess. <laughs> Does he not know that cameras are watching you, sir? And the person that used to have your job is now the head coach of the Giants. You can't be behaving like this, dog. Because here's what's gonna happen: when Josh Allen misses a throw in the end zone. We don't need body language or histrionics by the players. Mm. We don't need that by the coaches either. And I guarantee you in their film sessions, the head coach, Sean McDermott, along with Josh Allen and, and, and Ken Dorsey going to all have a, a, a triad and they're going to make sure that they acknowledge that this kind of behavior is unacceptable and we're all frustrated. Like, this is what I try to tell people all the time. Like, you ain't the only one with issues that woke up this morning. You ain't the only one that got to deal with your mate, deal with your kids, deal with your job. We all have to deal with this. But how you handle it is extremely important. And I bet this is a great learning experience for Ken Dorsey because he won't behave like this again when they struggle. Well, this was the best matchup in the early window. The best matchup in the 4 o'clock window was supposedly a matchup between two great quarterbacks, but ended up being a matchup between two, two great, great defenses. defenses. That's exactly. really what ended up happening. Exactly. We were talking about Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, but it was this. Tom Brady getting a touchdown, putting them within two, and then the delay of game call? So that brings them back, and then this happens. This ball had no chance of converting, and that reason right there, that delay of game could have been the difference between the win and the loss for the GOAT. And Justin Gage did a great body adjustment to catch that ball in the end zone. That, that was mm-hmm. a terrific catch. And we just talked about this with Josh Allen. When you have an elite quarterback, the, the, the flavor of the moment is balance. And Josh Allen threw the ball 63 times. If you notice, Tom Brady just wasn't able to rely on Leonard Fournette like he was in the first week. The first week, Leonard Fournette went over 100 yards. And when you're without Edwins and Godwin and Julio Jones and Gronk retired coming into the season, it's important to be able to have balance. And you got to give the Packers credit for pressuring Brady, knocking him off his spot, and, Mm -hmm. and playing physical defense defense but there were some drops as well there were some miscommunications as well there were some overthrows as well and these are the things that remind me of this time last year the goat fellow michigan alum seven-time champion you remember what tom brady was doing this time last week last year he was upset because he thought that it was four downs and Mm. all of a sudden he forgot out on the field what 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 his team needed at that moment and he messed up and i think this footage 
along with the footage of last week with him throwing down the iPad. He's going to get everybody back. And like he was talking to the offense while the defense was out on the field. And let me show you something that's funny when you play for an all-time great player. I was fortunate enough to play for Isaiah Thomas and Larry Bird. So regardless of what's happening, they're still two of the greatest to ever do it. And so Tom Brady, while the defense was out on the field, they showed footage of him walking down the sideline, talking to the offense. He's like, all right, let's get one good drive. And it seems like they were the temptations. They all was in unison. They was like, they was like, do, 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 do. They was all in unison, knocking their head. They was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they still didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? They still wasn't able to do it. And I want to make sure I give credit to the physicality and the defense yep. of the Bucks. I mean, I'm sorry, of the Green Bay Packers. Both. Both defenses look great. It's a low-scoring game. You have 14-12. You would expect that to be the the score at the end of the first quarter, not the end of the game. Rodgers threw a pick. Did you see Aaron Rodgers threw an interception? Oh, Mm. my goodness. That's something that we never see. That's like you talking – and you was right about the kangaroo apocalypse. You was I right. Was. I know. We'll get to that later. <laughs> later show, we have a lot more weak reaction to get to. When I place a money line bet on the Chiefs, like, I don't even look at the game. Like, I'm not even looking at the game. Like, oh, they're not going to lose to the Colts. They're not going to lose to Matt Ryan and the Colts. I don't care even if they are on the road. And it was that man, Matt Ryan, just methodically moving this team down the field to get them the win over the Chiefs. Shocking. Was this more about a big game at home for Matt Ryan, or are the Chiefs exposing some weaknesses? This is more about when you're a veteran defensive lineman, you can't get an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what this is more like, especially when you were the same player that did it a couple of years ago in the playoffs, and it probably cost you a Super Bowl run. The next year, y'all did win the Super Bowl, And so yesterday, Matt Ryan was battered and bruised. Like, I was watching the game thinking, like, man, the Colts in this turnkey quarterback thing every year for Phillip Phillip Rivers to Carson Wentz, like, that that just not the look. And then all of a sudden, they get the penalty, they extend the drive, they eventually score, and they win the game. And so for the Chiefs, I saw a team, in particular Patrick Mahomes, he was really only comfortable throwing the ball to Travis Kelsey. Like Juju Smith-Suster, I think, has seven catches, and he did a really good job of making plays. But it seems like Patrick Mahomes only had eyes for Travis Kelsey. Mm. And Travis Kelsey dropped one in the end zone. Um, also, Mahomes had a few plays where it was overthrows, underthrows. But how about the pressure? that the Colts got on Mahomes. And that created a level of, don't, don't get mad at the enemy, dog. We ain't going for it right now, dog. Don't get mad. See, let me just say this about players. I know y'all gonna show um, probably um, uh, uh, Quentin for the Jets get mad at the coach. Yep. And, uh, uh, and, and, and Patrick Mahomes going back with the foot. Let me tell you what those conversations are really about. Let me bring y'all behind the curtain. Hey, dog, it's third in a million, dog. We're not going for it. We don't have the cheetah for you to throw it out there to anymore. It's right before the half. We're, we're not going. We're not going to be able to do it. I'm trying to get a coaching job, dog. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to just be going for it. I know. I know you're a competitor, and I know you want to go for it all the time. But we're not going for it in that moment. 
And again, I think the Chiefs will get it together, but that was what I consider a bad loss. In particular, Jonathan Taylor didn't have a big game. That was a bad loss. And I think this part of BME, it's like, I'm saving you from yourself. And you haven't shown me anything today that makes me feel like we are going to convert this. You show no, no. me something. You make me confident in you, and maybe we can have this conversation, but you Not haven't shown me anything to up it. to this point. Jalen Rose, the last few years I've really paid attention to the Lions, right? I'm starting to get drawn into this um, this uh, um, emotionally abusive relationship that they have with their <laughs> fan base. <laughs> Because I'm betting on the Lions. I'm rooting for the Lions. Hard Knocks really sucked me in. And then this play from Kirk Cousins. What? This is, I think this is his only completion, like, like at over 15 yards or something. And that so, was the difference in the game. Come on, So Lions. I want to give you guys a headline that y'all going to be able to use the rest of the season after losses. It say, Jalen, you got to put had happened. You got to put, Jalen, what had happened to your Lions. Trust me, as somebody that's lived this, see, see, I'm glad you guys got a chance to fall in love with us on Hard Knocks. I know. And I've got a chance that y'all got to see Dan Campbell. But let me talk to our coach for a second. Hey, dog, that's a long field goal, homie. Yes, the long field goal. You went you for a fourth down 15,000 times this game. We went for it on fourth down every time to the point where they like, they, like, like they call it Riverboat Ron almost. Like, oh, we know Dan Campbell going to go for it. <laughs> Every time. Oh, Every my time goodness. Every time they went for down until they needed to go for it on fourth down. I think they were they're in their opponent's side of the field. So it wasn't like they were backed up to their own goal line. And the, you, you look at the idea of this field goal. What was it, 53, I want to say? 51? So let's talk about the first half for a second. Let, 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 me, let, me, just, let, let me just reminisce about the first half. Did you see Jared Montana? I saw Jared Did you Montana. see him standing upright up in the pocket? They're protecting him a little bit. He yeah, was spreading dude. it. Look at number 16 in a Lions uniform, masquerading as a 49er, getting us off to a really good start, and turning around, handing the football off, running the game, two rushing touchdowns, being physical in the first half. And then all of a sudden, the second half in particular, the fourth quarter happened. And, of course, we give up a wide-open TD. We slow down Justin yeah. Jefferson. Like, we slow down Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Do a good job. And then Thielen catches a TD also. Wide open. And then, but and then, Thielen and then was Dal- wide open. Dalvin Cook gets hurt. Doesn't return to the game. <laughs> Thielen stopped in the back of the end zone. with <laughs> like this. Like, y'all give me the ball. It's so bad. I mean, Jalen... Oh, God. This Lions team is just, like, so close. But you know what this Lions team does do? They might not win, but they cover. They cover. <laughs> that's what they do, too. Oh, so, so we keep good enough to cover mind. now. Oh, so that's <laughs> what it is that now. <laughs> they might be one and two, but in my book, they're 3-0. Oh. We have a lot to get to, and there's a real 3-0 oh team that we have yet to discuss. Of course, I'm talking about another Jalen, not Jalen Rose. It is Jalen Hurts, and he has been hurting opposing defenses. Really, though. And throwing to that man. What a game Jalen Hurts and the Eagles had yesterday. We'll talk about that and much more. Stay tuned. Watching JJ. Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here at the C4 New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby, Jalen Rose. I think the Eagles might be the best team in the NFC. 
I mean, they're 3-0, and they didn't beat the Commanders. They waxed the Commanders, and Jalen Hurts, who you mentioned earlier in this program, was a question mark as the starting quarterback for the Eagles to start the season. Now is an exclamation point and an MVP candidate. I think people underestimate the fact that Devontae Smith won the Heisman Trophy mm-hmm. when he was in college. Like, he's a terrific receiver. And now you add A.J. Brown to go with him. And Jalen Hurts' continued improvement passing from the pocket, it now gets us a 340-yard passing day with three TDs. And as he continues to mature as a player and their offense continues to not only grow in the passing game but continue to pound people in the run game, they now become a complete team. Shout to my little bro, Brandon Graham. I see you out there in your 13th year getting sacks, rushing the QB, making plays. Shout to Big Play Slay, who out there locking up each week. And again, here's what I want to say for the commanders. If I watched my team and Carson Wentz was my quarterback, I wouldn't be enthusiastic. Mm. As a matter of fact, he was a statue out there. Didn't Didn't they have more sacks than at any time in the history of the Eagles yesterday? In one yes, game? They, yes, I think they started out like, with like, like they started like, out with like six sacks in the first 15 plays or something. It was like, wild. Every like time per- he dropped back, he was either under pressure or on the ground. It was not a good day for the commanders. Great day for Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. And another great day. The Jaguars going up against the Chargers and Justin Herbert. And the Chargers are some people's sexy pick to go to the Super Bowl. And Herbert's the best quarterback we've ever seen. Well, guess what? That's not how it played out on the field. Justin Herbert was coming off some rib injuries, and it was Lawrence and the Jags who looked good all day long. First off, this is a crazy indictment against the NFL version of Urban Meyer. Like, this is a, this is a <laughs> yes. crazy Peterson indictment. Peterson has as many him. wins as the Jags head coach as Urban Meyer, and we're in week three. Jeez, and he got a blank check to coach the team. I, I'm happy for Trevor Lawrence to watch him continue to improve. It's good to see Etienne and Robinson share carries in the backfield. Robinson broke a big 50-yard run and had a touchdown. And the Jaguars' D was physical against the Chargers. And I know the Chargers got a lot of injuries, but here's what I want to ask. Is Justin Herbert in the Hall of Fame yet? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because because all I hear everybody saying is they'll take him over Lamar. They'll take him over Kyler. They take him over so many other quarterbacks, and he's like in the top – Three to five. Okay. So, I know they had no Keenan Allen. I, again, mm. I, I, I understand. Mike, Mike Williams had a big touchdown catch. But I was watching this game thinking, here's Trevor Lawrence. Here's Justin Herbert. Let's see if Justin Herbert can still find a way to lift them to victory. And, and, and he was not able to do it. And, again, I want to make sure I give credit to the Jaguars who completely turned around their their franchise by changing their coach, which in turn has given them a professional identity that allows them to go out and compete on a week-to-week basis. I know you love teams with an identity, and the Ravens certainly are one of those. And every time they put up another win and Lamar has another game like this, I just think to myself, they should have paid him this offseason. <laughs> they really should have. The one thing about the Ravens, and, and, it's a, and it's a residue of John Harbaugh's upbringing, is they're going to play good special teams. 
You know, they, they get, they'll get you a kickoff return like last week. They'll get you a big-time punt return. DuVernay was catching everything. Everything. Andrews is always open. And Lamar Jackson has no fear in throwing from the pocket or a design quarterback run. Now mm -hmm. it seems he's going to break one of those each week and have the patience to either turn it up the field or run out of bounds. Anytime your quarterback is throwing for four TDs and rushing for 100 yards a game, you can count on one hand the number of human beings that have done that before, and he does that really easy. Shredding the Patriots really easy. But I got to say one other thing about the Patriots. It was good to see them at least compete in the game, in particular um, in the first half. And it was good to see Mac Jones smile. You know, it's well, good to see Mac Jones smiling. get in the end zone and smile. He was but not he ended smiling up at the injured. end of the yeah. game. Sounds like he has a high ankle sprain. We'll get an update on his yeah. health. But right now, we have a lot more to get to right after this very Three short break. You are watching Jalen and Jacoby. Mac and cheese. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Even on a packed Monday full of news, what are we going to do every single day in this program? Acknowledge the fact that Brittany Griner is still wrongfully detained in Russia. Now 221 days. So we here at Jalen and Jacoby just wish her a speedy, safe return to the United States. Amongst all the NFL news from this weekend, there was one that we wanted to acknowledge, and that's the fact that Rihanna is going to perform at the Super Bowl. I think that is an excellent idea. She has so many features, so many hits. This is going to be a great performance. Shout out to my Rock Nation family for making sure they got this done. Not only did they win a Grammy for last year's performance, led by 50 Cent, Dr. Dre, Eminem. But look for this performance to be outstanding as well because Riri got hits and hits. she's versatile. I can only imagine who she's going to bring out on the stage too. So I'm looking forward to this, no doubt about it. This is going to be dope. I'm also looking forward to tonight's Monday Night Football matchup, NFC East. The Giants host Cooper Rush and the Cowboys. The Cowboys somehow beat the Bengals last week. The Giants are 2-0. I don't know what to expect tonight. Can I tell you... East Coast biased media members something that only talk about the Cowboys and care about large markets. <sighs> I ain't gonna even front. I'm gonna watch we'll the game. We'll be back tomorrow. I want to see Saquon get 200 yards tonight. PM. See us tomorrow on J&J. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners, especially important on Monday because we like to acknowledge every NFL game that happened. Not just the big ones between the big teams with the star players. And there's a few that we need to discuss that they did not get into the television portion. Um, we got to talk about Kyler and the Cardinals, Jalen Anthony Rhodes. Because we kind of adopted them a couple years ago. And we had this big Cardinals News Network thing that we were doing. They started out 6-0. They had DeAndre Hopkins back then. And then this offseason, Kyler... And the Cardinals weren't seeing eye-to-eye -eye getting a deal done. He unfollowed them on Instagram. They got a big deal done, and now it seems like they're in games, making big comebacks, but it's not the same as it used to be, Jalen. We adopted the Cardinals for two reasons. Kyler and D-Hop. One mm -hmm. isn't playing. Yeah. And it's a lot more pressure on Kyler. And so... 
when I watched them play, the, the main thing that stood out to me is it, it seemed like they were out of sync. Like a couple of times he tried to throw it to backs out of the backfield. One time James Conner, he wasn't ready for the ball. It seemed like a couple of their play calls were, were off based on the down and distance. And their defense was getting shredded. That, that's yep. the other thing. So I, 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 what ended up happening is it seems like when Kyler gets on the field, he got to be heroic. That's the first yes. thing that I thought about. It's like he, he has to do something heroic each time to keep them in the game, to give them a chance to win. That's, that's what, what I, I haven't took away seen from, from them, them is what you call a good win. Not just some come behind crazy thing where you dug yourself in a hole and you got to climb out of it. Like, let's just get a nice start to finish win like the Eagles had. You know what I mean? And hopefully when they play some of the – they're in a tough division, but hopefully when they play some of the other teams that aren't the Rams, they can get a win. And the Rams still have – Rams don't look like the Super Bowl champs to me. Like, they don't look like the Super Bowl champs. They do not. Well, I'll tell you the number one reason why, to be honest with you. Shout to Aaron Donald, who got his 100th sack. I'm going to reach out to Jalen Ramsey, JR5, to get him on the show. You know what I'm loving now? Seeing Jalen's rocking number five. Because usually, like, there were a different segment of people as a public figure that I got love from. I got love from the Jalens. Mm-hmm. I got love from the lefties mm-hmm. that wore number five. Because it's not that many of us. We're like a secret society. You know, look at my guy from Lamar Odom to Josh Smith to Catino Mobley. Like the lefty number fives were a thing. And the hairline obsessed. The hairline obsessed. Like, you know, like the Jason Tatums and the the, the Aaron Donalds. Like, you know know that the hairline obsessed are also showing you love. And then then the final thing I want to make sure I acknowledge is like, for Ramsey... And the Rams defense, I'm not too much worried about them. Like, you got Bobby Wagner, they're going to figure it out. Akers is running the ball out of the backfield. He looked good. Cooper Cup, when they could get him the ball, was always, you know, a a, a factor. But to me, the reason why I believe they're not going to win back-to-back Super Bowls is Matthew Stafford. Mm. Well, that, remember what the story the was why. about him this offseason. Remember what the story was about Matt Stafford this offseason. He's got a baseball injury in his throwing elbow, and he had surgery. And they kept saying, oh, no, he's fine, no, he's fine, no, he's fine. Is he? Well, the people are watching the Lions now since Hard Knocks and Dan Campbell came to town. I'm old enough to watch the Lions when they had Matthew Stafford at quarterback. <laughs> and, and let me tell you guys something. I watch him extremely close. And the one thing about how he moves now in the pocket is just not the same. And you saw him, like, um, move out of the pocket and do a couple of short scrambles yesterday and stuff like that. But you also saw him miss a couple of throws. And when I was watching, I was thinking, he has a lot of miles on his body playing for a bad franchise and team for a long time. And to ask him to do a extended playoff run in which he leads his team to a Super Bowl, then follow that back up with an all-pro caliber season, 
run in the playoffs and a Super Bowl, I, I, I'm not going to be able to do it. Like, no. I, I'm not – put it this way. If, if I had to put my money where my mouth is, don't bet on the Rams to win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, no, And I it ain't not. because of the parts around it. It ain't because of Sean McVay doing commercials now. And I know that Sean McVay doesn't necessarily look like he sounds. Like, that, that, that's a lot of people. They don't look like they sound. But I believe the one, reason why. Hold on one second. And this is maybe not because of the Master. program. You know I love soup. And spicy chicken noodle sounds good, though. Because when, when I make my chicken noodle, I throw some hot sauce in there. So every time I see that commercial, I'm like, I might have to get some of that soup. But continue, yeah, let's, let's, yeah let, let's, talk, let's talk about your love. Like, what are your five favorite soups? Well, listen, there's a lot of NFL to get to, but I, I love a good soup conversation. My favorite soup in the world, and if this is an inconsistent soup from a restaurant, I fell in love with it. I'm not even going to say the restaurant's name. Yeah, I will. Morandi in the West Village. They make a minestrone soup. Minestrone soup is not what you think it is, Mr. Rose. You're thinking like beans and like pasta. A true minestrone soup is like a pesto-based, pure spring vegetable, Italian vegetable broth soup with Parmesan on top. Minestrone, a true Italian minestrone, number one. Oof. Uh, number two, I'm gonna go with the real true clam chowder. Number three, I'm gonna go with just a, just a really good chicken noodle. Number four, I'm gonna go with the tortilla soup because I love a spicy, a spicy soup. And number five, I'm gonna go with some comfort food. Still a matzo ball soup. You know mm. what I mean? Those are my favorite top five soups. Let's get back to some other games in the NFL. Um, Titans beat the Raiders. The Raiders are the only team. I can't believe this. This is a league that has your Lions in it. A league that has the Houston Texans with Davis Mills in it. Like a league that has uh, the there's there's some some poor teams that the Steelers come to mind. Like some teams that are just and aren't trying to win. Like they have like in, in training camp, the head coaches had a meeting, like their first dinner, and they're like, all right, let's develop some players this year. And the Raiders, the Raiders, after getting Devontae Adams, are now 0-3, Mr. Rose. What is happening? Their offense isn't explosive, and that's why you bring in Josh McDaniels. Mm. Ask any of us fantasy owners that have Josh Jacobs. I'm like, yeah, he had 90-plus total combined yards in the rushing and passing game. But when they get down in the red zone, they're in F. And that's why you bring in Josh McDaniels with a veteran quarterback like Derek Carr, the weapons that they seemingly had surrounding him already, and then you add Devontae Adams to what was already seemingly on paper great weapons. Renfro, Adams, Jacobs, Carr, McDaniels. Like that's well, that's that's not supposed to be on three. Well, I watch really closely. Crosby and here's one thing on the other side of the ball. Here's one thing I know. Before Josh McDaniels made it to the press conference yesterday, he had a lengthy meeting with the owner, Davis. A lengthy meeting. A lengthy meeting? A lengthy meeting. That's not was good. It, was it about a haircut? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, not good. that's not good three games into the season. You already have lengthy meetings with your owner, Mark Davis, son of Al Davis, the legend. Um, this is extremely surprising. Um, and there's room for panic if you're the Raiders because pull up their schedule if you can. Okay, sir. Pull up their schedule if you can. Because I actually did this yesterday when I was watching the game and I saw that they was about to lose. I'm like, 
because I was kind of doing it for Josh Jacobs' fantasy, but I also <laughs> was doing it for like Raiders' projection. So, so let's. Just, so far, they've lost to three good teams, right? So they're zero three. They lost to the Chargers, the Cardinals in overtime, and the Titans. Stop! Stop! Hold stop! On. Stop! stop. Oh, all one st- oh, oh, they, the, the most that they've lost by oh. is five points. Stop in the points. name of love before you break my heart. Stop. So, you said the Cardinals, right? Mm-hmm. That was one of their wins? No. The, the, the Cardinals' only win was, was the Raiders. Got you. So, 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 the Cardinals lost yesterday but beat the Raiders. Yep. Okay. Who'd you say the second win was? No, the Ra- the Raiders have the Raiders are 0 and 3. So they they they've lost to the Chargers by 5. Who lost Remember that yesterday? game? Who came lost down to yesterday? the wire. Who lost came down yesterday? to the wire. Came down to the wire. They lost to the Cardinals in overtime. Again, came down to the wire and they lost to the Titans yesterday. So did all three of them lose yesterday? No, the Titans won yesterday because they played the Raiders. The Titans, that's right. So, so let me get this right. But they lost previously to the Bills and looked bad on Monday night. So here's the overarching point that I want to make. Two of the three teams that they beat, I mean, sorry. Two of the three teams that beat them lost yesterday. And the team that beat them yesterday lost the previous week badly. Correct. To the Bills. That's where I was going. So now let's talk about their schedule. All right, go quickly through it. Broncos, Chiefs, Texans, Saints, Jaguars, Colts, Broncos again, Seahawks, Chargers, Rams, Patriots, Steelers, 49ers, And so here's why I did this exercise. So fans of the game and media members don't do this enough. Us betters do this a lot. I was literally looking at their schedule thinking, do I need to try to trade Josh Jacobs? But the market is not too high for Josh Jacobs right now. I know. I know, but I was going to have to package him with something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, I was going to have to package him with something. He's not the first name in the trade. If someone asks their homeboy, they're not going to be like, oh, he's offering me Josh Jacobs and blank. It's going to be blank and Josh Jacobs. But it ain't too many starting running backs. Featured running backs. So there's always going to be value there. But sure. here's what here's what I want to say. I was looking at the Raiders schedule, and I want to say this to their fans, don't panic. Let me count their wins as I see them. They beat the Broncos. They lose to the Chiefs. They beat the Texans. They beat the Saints. They lose to the Jaguars. They beat the Colts. They beat the Broncos again. They beat the Seahawks. They beat either the Chargers or the Rams. They beat the Patriots and the Steelers, and we're looking at nine wins. There you go. There that's you go. a lot of wins. You know, there we start out 0-3, end up with nine. Gets so tricky. don't panic. Don't panic, Raiders fans. Don't panic, betters. I think they'll be just fine. And not all losses are equal. Like, those are all close games that could have gone either way. Yep. Moving on down. So, you know I can't quit Baker Mayfield. I'm not like I'm not like these insurance companies and Campbell Soup and all the other things that quit Baker Mayfield after that after last season because he was in every commercial last season. <laughs> Two seasons ago, they, they, they should call it BSBN, Baker Sports Network. Exactly. But while he has profile has got diminished somewhat, 
I believe in Baker Mayfield. I thought he was hurt all year last year. Um, they beat the Saints, but I'm starting to get concerned about another one of my favorite quarterbacks, Mr. Rose. I'm starting to get Who's concerned that? about Jameis Winston. <laughs> Big comeback week one. You know, engineered a comeback against the Falcons. Falcons kind of collapsed. Since then, Jameis hasn't looked great. Against the Bucks, he didn't look great. Against the Panthers, he didn't look great. Are you concerned about Jameis Winston? I am concerned about Jameis, and I'm in particular concerned about people who felt like the Saints were going to be good without Sean Payton and, 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 and feel like they were going to just turn the page that fast without Drew Brees. And it's not that Jameis Winston doesn't have the look of a starting quarterback. I just think that he doesn't have the look of a quarterback on a contending type team. So he's gonna have like the ebbs and flows of a guy that you'll see throw three or four touchdowns and 300 yards and be so excited about his arm talent and then watch him throw interceptions and take sacks and not read the coverage and be so very upset that it seems like he's gonna throw it to the other team more than he throws it to his own receiver. And so yes, there should be panic with the Saints based on the fact that Jameis Winston is your guy and it doesn't look like his decision making from week to week is going to be consistent. No. Four three and outs in this game. Three turnovers for the offense. And and that's just the numbers. The eye test isn't great for Jameis. And Jalen, you know who's lurking right there? The Red Rocket. Andy Dalton. Dennis Green has come out and said, I'm not considering the changing the quarterback. But they never say they are when they are. Do you think we see Andy Dalton start before the season's over? Well, Andy Dalton's one of those guys that was a longtime starter, seasoned veteran with the Bengals, goes to Dallas, and everybody thinks he's going to be the answer at backup. He was not he the answer. He had an opportunity in Dallas. He had he an opportunity the, in Dallas. He was not the answer in Dallas. So if, if I'm the Saints, I'm trying to leave Jameis in there. I'm not trying to turn it over to Andy Dalton just yet. And also, I want to acknowledge that the Pro Bowl is no longer Jacoby. No, the I Pro like Bowl that. The Pro Bowl is no longer. No, but there's still there's, everyone's gonna get together in Vegas, and they're gonna have skills competition, and they're gonna have a seven-on-seven seven, like flag football, right? Can I say something out loud about the Sheriff Peyton Manning? who I got a chance to be in Indianapolis with for multiple years, watch them practice. Tony Dungy and them used to come to the games when I played. That's my guy. How many checks do he get a week? Jeez. <laughs> wow, who's his agent? Like I don't know. between talent and production and television? Like, jeez. He's yeah. producing the Pro Bowl. He's producing the Manning. He's cast. producing the Pro Bowl. He's, you know, he's producing Hulu. He's like, it's gonna be like he's gonna buy the Suns. He's like, he's gonna buy Jeff Bezos. Like, he, what is happening with Peyton Manning? Jeez, I knew the world loved Peyton Manning, but man, I didn't know they were just dying to give him all of the checks in the world. I am not mad at him. Wow, gracious. We gotta get He's getting more. paid tonight he get, he, he getting to his, watch he Monday get, Night Football from a he couch. He getting his brother Cooper checks. Yeah, he get, him and Eli getting paid, like, I don't even know how much, to watch Monday Night Football from a couch. 
That's what they get back to do. And we're talking about it like it's a unique idea. Like we wasn't doing that on Grandland 15 years ago. You're like, oh my God, did you see the Manning cast? I'm like, changing, you changing to... media. Oh my! And now everybody else gotta to... have a Manning cast. Like that's like so now now like the U.S. Open has to have a Manning, a second screen experience every basketball game. Shout out to who was doing it last year? Uh, was Jamal Crawford doing it? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Could, I mean, somebody else too. I think maybe Quinn Richardson. Whatever it was. Yep. Like yep. yeah, it's like. God bless everybody and all the opportunities, but like, come on we now. We only kind of was doing that with Grantland in the NCAA tournament 15 years ago. In I remember that. We, that, was, that was a seminal moment in Grantland history. We did two days in a row, Thursday and Friday, and I was tired. Like, we did like 12 <laughs> straight hours. You know, Pop Father never wants to stop. You know I what know I mean? I know one thing. We need to find out who Peyton Manning agent is. He don't even have enough hours in the day. He don't even have enough mailboxes to receive these checks. <laughs> he, he getting so many wires. The bank, like, hold on, we need to investigate him. Yeah, the IRS, the IRS has flagged him. They're, they're coming to his house. The IRS is coming to his house. He produces. He got, he got Brett Favre trying to funnel some show. money to some stuff right now. Jeez. Brett Favre is calling up Peyton Manning trying to trying to get a new <laughs> gym bill. There you go. <laughs> Man. He got so much money that Brett Favre is, is texting right now. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get a, a pool house built in his house or something. Exactly. Brett Come Favre on. is such a criminal. It's, it's, it's wild. He's it's a wild. Now, he should go to jail for that, dog. That's serious. Oh, you got to. Like, you got to. You That's got serious. To. That's really you serious. You got man. to go to jail for That's that. That's unfortunate, man. You've got to go to jail for that. That is not, no, that is not unfortunate. That is not unfortunate. It's very much intentional collusion and corruption and I'm evil. I'm saying it's unfortunate that someone with power, Brett Favre, and someone with political power, the governor he was texting with, had the autonomy to take money away from the poorest group of people in the United States of America. I know. And allocate it towards a college so that Brett Favre's daughter can have a state-of-the-art volleyball gym. Somewhere there's a, like a single mom of three serving up butter sandwiches tonight for dinner in Mississippi that's like, well, I hope they I hope they really enjoy their new volleyball facility. And turning on the faucet water and it looks like oil. It, yeah, and it, exactly. And, and that, that single mom is just looking at the news being like, well, I, I hope your daughter, I hope your daughter goes undefeated in volleyball and they've got a really nice shower. Moving on, got a couple more games to discuss. Um, Falcons beat the Seahawks in, well, well Falcons Seahawks at this point, it doesn't, it, it's not the same as it used to be with these two franchises. But I do want to just give you the floor to celebrate the man named Cordell Patterson and what he can do with the football. Thank you, because each week, people are going to talk about the freaks of the industry in the NFL. And shout to Debo Samuel, who's a modern-day version of a receiver that is used in the backfield like a running back. Mm -hmm. But let me shout out one of the most unique offensive weapons in the NFL. Cordell Patterson, who's out there taller than every person on defense running the ball. Normally, a guy his height doesn't, A, have the vision to run between the tackles and avoid defensive linemen. Let me just give you guys a dichotomy of being tackled as a running back versus being tackled as a wide receiver. When I'm being tackled by a running back, 
There are many times that I'm going to get tackled by a defensive lineman. A person that's physically heavier than me that's throwing me on the ground. A receiver, however, a lot of times when they get tackled is going to be by a defensive back. Mm -hmm. Someone that that's their size approximately or they may be bigger. This is why usually it's an anomaly for wide receivers, even though they're very elusive, in particular in the open field, to play running back. Because when I hand you the ball in the backfield, that ain't an open field. No. That ain't an open field. And for a guy to be a returner, a kickoff returner, a punt returner, and to do it so very well that somebody saw in him that he can not only take the punishment of a running back, but be effective enough to be a featured running back basically for a starting NFL team at his height is incredible. He ran for 100 yards yesterday. That's a career high. So when y'all watching football every week, remember what I just said. One of the freaks of the industry is Cordell Patterson of the Atlanta Hawks. Good win for them over the Seahawks. And the Seahawks were so exciting in that first Broncos game. Prime time. You know what I mean? Russell Wilson, Geno Smith. But they have not been exciting in the subsequent two games. And the last thing we need to discuss is last night's Sunday night action on House of Dragons. No, I'm sorry. That boring game last night between the 49ers and the Broncos. Broncos defense played well. They said, Debo Samuel, we're going to bottle you up. George Kittle... We're going we're gonna to bottle you up. And they did it. But, man, I think, I think the puncher punted 11 times for the, the Broncos. And Jimmy G wouldn't let the punter punt because he kept throwing interceptions. <laughs> Ended the game with an interception. But that was a boring game, dog. The one thing I love about sports is Jimmy G full reps as starter all week. They get the ball, scripted plays, drive down first drive and score. Initially, everybody feels like, oh, here go the 49ers. They're mm -hmm. about to zip through the NFC. They're about to win the division. They're about to win the conference. Jimmy G is about to be that guy to resurrect himself and make them look foolish for wanting to put Trey Young in this year. Trey Lance. Trey Lance this year. And then all of a sudden, Jimmy G turns the mirror on himself. And then you remember why they wanted to replace him with Trey Lance. Because mm -hmm. you start to see the flaws in Jimmy G's game. Of decision making, missed throws, and they allowed the Broncos to come back and win that ugly game. Oh, they're there has down never by been two. a game in the history of the NFL before yesterday, only only one game before yesterday in the history of the NFL that ended 11 to 10. 11 and, and, to and, 10? And do you know how they got to such an odd score? Jeez. Jimmy G, he just ran out the back of the end zone. Correct. Whoops. He did his Come Dan on, Orlowski. Like, that's Dan Orlowski. That's my guy, Dan. I love him. You know what I'm I saying? I feel like, like you you missing the golf ball five times is kind of what Orlowski's experiencing right yeah. now. It's like, yeah, yeah, I did something embarrassing, but, like, my name is on everyone's lips. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm trending right. on Twitter. Right. So, like, sure. It was an embarrassing. Maybe it's a low point. But once right. a year, Jalen Rose trends on Twitter. And yep. I'm like, uh-oh. 
Is the yep. show canceled? What's yep. Jalen do now? I'm like, oh, no, it's just the anniversary of the 81 points. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. And the oh, one thing is. about being a pro, like when you go against the greats, they going to clown you. And mm-hmm. you can sit down any professional athlete and tell them, ask them, tell me the time when somebody just clowned on you or a team Oh, yeah. Well, also, you tell me which which direction are you running if Jared Allen's running after you with no one blocking him. How about that? That's the, that's the part that no one talks about with that, with that particular low light. Well, Jared Allen hit, at dog. the time was probably I the best tackle in the game. I this year. I'm good. I ain't trying yeah. to get hit like that. It's supposed <laughs> to be fun. I'm supposed to be yeah. nothing to lose. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy G, and the only thing that was good about Jimmy G in that Broncos game is I could start I could start House of Dragons a little bit early. You know what I mean? Because I love House of Dragons. Have you been watching? You watch every week twice, right? Not going to no? be able to do it. You haven't been watching House of Dragons? No. 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 Which is that your favorite dragon? That ain't in my viewing radar. Not in your viewing radar? Nah. What's All that right. about? Well, I'm going to have to talk to someone else. I'm reading the books now, too, Jalen. I read all the five five thousand page books. Now I gotta read this fire and blood book, another thousand pager. I'm about to go do that at lunch. We'll be back tomorrow with another dope pod to step two. Why is that, Jalen Anthony Rose? We're not done. We're not done. We are not done. Got to give the people time.